What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining us on the latest Gen X Music Show. Before I get started, I would like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, you know, the, the good time right now to support your local businesses and Blanchard really needs your help, like most businesses in downtown Denver. Um, they are available at bfwdenver.com. So if you want to go in and get yourself uh, a bottle of wine, um, which I haven't partaken in for quite some time, but if you want to go in, get the 2017 Cabernet because it's really, really good. Um, you can also uh, go to bfwdenver.com and look up uh, virtual wine tastings, which are very popular. Uh, do that uh, as ASAP because they are co really, really very popular. And uh, sometimes you have to wait a couple months to get yours booked. Uh, they also got, you know, Pinot. They got basically all the, the red blends. Partnership with a uh, uh, Western Slope winery called Restoration and Storm Cellars. So it's really, truly Colorado-based uh, and Colorado-proud. Uh, uh, so once again, Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in or when you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSU Podcast sent you. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining us on the latest Gen X Music Show. We've got everyone here today. So, as uh, and to me, it's counterclockwise, but starting up in the upper left-hand corner, uh, it's uh, my, my friend who uh, we bonded over a Led Zeppelin book that I had in high school. And uh, he was amazed that I liked Jimmy Page, too. It is my friend, Joe Havenstreit. Hello, Joe. Hey, good to see you. I can't believe anyone would be surprised that someone else likes Jimmy Page. To <laughs> but, uh, you know. No, just surprised that Morty would be. Most yes. people, it's understandable. But of course, I guess that, that's true. I guess. Of course, at that time, I had very long hair, and I was probably wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. So it shouldn't have been that surprising. But Yeah, you kind of walked in advertising, <laughs> I, I, did. I suppose. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just uh, below Joe on the old picture box is uh, a man with the bat-winged entity behind him again in <laughs> Summersville, Colorado. Uh, my friend, your friend, everybody's friend, Magnus. Hello, Matt. What's up, guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Oh, happy sure. New Year. Is this the first one we've done post New Year? Yeah, it can't be. No, no, we did the best of the year. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's or was right. that? Yeah. Wait, wait, I couldn't remember. That, that may have actually been before. I think you're right. It was after New Year's, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm glad right. we got it in because the moratorium on Happy New Year is about to expire. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Right, right, right. And also joining us from not New Mexico. It's uh, everyone's Mexico. friend. Never New Mexico. Never. <laughs> everyone's friend. Uh, my co-host on CSU Politics and uh, my friend, Mr. Pat Guerin. Hello, Pat. Morty, thrilled to be here with such esteemed musical fans. Well, it's this is uh, this is an, a, a podcast we have been brewing for a while, and it's one of those things that I, I kind of. I've been thinking about this podcast all day and how we're, how we're going to do it. And I realized I really am looking forward to kind of talking about what our subject is. And then that is uh, bands that uh, maybe don't get a ton of recognition, but we love and you should love too. And it's the, basically the way I looked at it. 
And I think this is one of those that where it, you get a chance to, and what I'm going to do, actually, I decided this earlier today. I'm going to, on Twitter, those of us, those of you who follow uh, CSG Network on Twitter, uh, I'm going to put out a playlist of these songs uh, that we have uh, that we're going to be playing tonight. So you can get into these bands too, if you haven't already. Um, and so you can enjoy them. And to start us off here is the man who actually had the idea to do this podcast. Um, this is a, a band that I was not familiar with, I'll be honest with you, until uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gehring brought it to our attention. So I'm going to start us off with a song that, uh, that Pat suggested, and then we will get into the song. That was the War on Drugs and a song called Red Eyes. What uh, made you think of these guys I mean, as a as a band you wanted to focus on? Well, um, I kind of thought about this uh, sort of for a long time, as uh, we all have, and I almost wanted to describe it as a as a let me introduce you to band because um, this band I came across uh, through. I don't know randomness and uh, and, it, and I, one of their songs played once and it caught me and then I looked into them and I was like oh this is a band that's done a lot of music and their albums are fantastic and actually I think when I first discovered them um, was more recently um, I think it was 2017 they put out the album A Deeper Understanding and I it was my favorite album of the year and actually I remember mentioning it to you Magnus and like hey check this band out check, check this album out this is a fantastic um, I, re I remember that Pat and I loved I loved it immediately that the song that Morty just played is one of my favorite songs mm -hmm. and I've enjoyed them ever since. So I'm lucky enough to have had the early heads up on that from you. Absolutely. And now I want to spread that to everyone because this fits like, uh, you know, my favorite current music stylings are in the genre that this band is a perfect example of, mm. you know, and it, it's, it's indie rock. It's, um, you know, Americana, it's, um, you know, singer songwriter, like, I don't know which Pandora station you would find it on. Uh, <laughs> but that's my favorite station. And this band, I think does such a great job. It's interesting in um, Apple Music, the little uh, blurb they put in about the band, I think perfectly encapsulates like their sound to me. Uh, they say, marrying the weathered hope of Dylan, Springsteen, and Petty with a studio rat's sense of detail. And, you know, this album uh, feels like it's designed to get lost in. And uh, that's a perfect description of it as far as I, uh, as far as I felt. I mean, oh, um, yeah. I could put on this album or, you know, I also love uh, 
the album Lost in the Dream. Um, and I can listen to the whole album from start to finish. And then when I don't hear him for a couple of weeks or a month or however long and I hear him again, I, I'm reminded, why don't I listen to these guys all the time? <laughs> well, the, the song that you, you, you chose reminded me of uh, taking a road trip with Joe. Uh, that's the first thing that, that popped into my head. And I, I think to me, at least since it, since it triggered a memory, uh, it uh, was good to, that's kind of one of my, not in a nostalgia way, but in a kind of like, I like it when things trigger a, a memory mm. or a feeling. And that has sounded to me like something that Joe and I would listen to on a road trip, uh, especially, you know, if you and I were going to Denver or when he was, you know, measuring, measuring carpet. <laughs> that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's that's. Uh, I wish it was. <laughs> that's another thing about them, uh, Morty, is that they that sound is like essentially timeless. Like if you told me that this mm-hmm. was an album that came out in like 1977 or 1988 or you know 1994 or whenever, I would have been like, oh, okay. And it, it like takes the best sound of like. The, the sort of sort of like of all eras and yeah. makes it a modern music that doesn't necessarily sound like today, but yeah, also totally. sounds fresh and new and different. I like and, it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's basically like one guy, right? It's like a do-it-yourself band, kind of Trent Reznor style. I no, no, I think it's more like that they've gone through some iterations of who's in the band and two people kind of started off in the band and one guy left to do his own thing and became a semi-successful musician as a solo artist. And then they brought in, um, you know, a bass player, drummer and a lead guitarist. I think the lead, one of the guitarists has been with them the whole time, but I think all the songwriting and such is basically, yeah. you know, done by the lead, lead singer. That was the impression I got. Yeah, that it like, especially that album that you played uh, from I Know is a really hard time in that guy's life, for instance. And the whole album is about yeah. like that little yeah, period of his life. That song Pain is about him having back surgery. And it's kind of like, oh, I wow. mean, sonically it's awesome. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's about how he, um, you know, had to have this back surgery and it was, um, you know, agonizing. And, and this song that came, came from it. So um, the other thing I will say um that will I know just like put this band over the top into like my top five is eventually having a chance to see them live yeah. because um, you know they are well known for their live shows and being. Do you haven't uh, seen them yet? Though? I have not seen them. Oh. Live, no, um, but uh, they're right at the top of my list. Um, as soon as you know the, the tours start up uh, and I'm filling in my concert calendar, I will make sure I see these guys uh, live because um, you know I, I love them so much already and I haven't even had that experience uh yet which they're you know known for delivering on when were you introduced to them i think i discovered them like around this time this album came out this 2017 album okay um which uh you know a, a deeper understanding which won the grammy for rock album of the year actually wow, wow. um <laughs> and uh so but still like you know, I, I find them to be under the radar. Um, so anyway, yeah, around 2017, I found them, and then I dove in to everything that they've done, and they've been a, a regular appearance on my playlists. Nice. I do. Um, I would agree. I do like the mood that that song set. It's a good mood. It does have a Morty mood to it. it does yeah, the, the the description music you can get lost in is very apt. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and I, I, that's you know, look, it's all music is obviously as we established firmly on this podcast is subjective but um there's a joe no, no. Well, yeah, of course of course but um there is a timelessness to good music 
And as you were pointing out, Pat, when it just doesn't, you, when you can't look at it and think, uh, I can pigeonhole this into a certain thing, then you know it's, it's, it's good, good music. And uh, from what I listened to pre-podcast, and we do, Todd, we do discuss these things before, you know, we do the podcast. Um, with it, everything that I listened to, I enjoyed. So it's definitely a band yeah. that I'm going to be uh, checking out more of in the future. Well, maybe I'll take you to the to the live show, Morty. You can break the like twenty five year streak when I'm seeing live music. <laughs> hey, now is I, it, I, is I, it I, that I, long? No, I, I saw the Black Crows in two thousand six. Um, no, people other than the Black Crows. Oh no, no, no! I saw Morrissey with uh, Joe's brother in uh, two thousand seven. Oh yeah, but even that's been a while. Yeah. You guys almost missed that concert by a month, if I remember correctly. We my did. brother doesn't know how. My brother doesn't know how to read concert tickets. It's, it's actually happened to him. Like we we missed Bob Dylan because he he my brother can't read a calendar, and it was the night before. Oh. So we got all the way up to Red Rocks, and uh, <laughs> and there was like a Yanni yeah. concert instead. <laughs> like, no, it was what? like the second. The worst oh. thing it was like the second night of Bob Dylan playing. Oh my! So God. it's like oh, we can hear him, but this ain't our show. <laughs> Oh, let us in let us in yeah good uh, stuff well that's uh that's great pat now like i said i'm gonna definitely be checking them out more of them out here soon um so more, I guess, more on drugs more Support on drugs. the band yeah if not the idea yes yeah. if not the yes yes yeah, exactly. definitely not the idea yes yeah. no um all right so i guess uh it's on to number slot number two i guess that's me um, oh wait wait before we move on morty can i just ask pat one thing go ahead Pat, other than the, the selection Morty just played in the album that that's from, is there one other album that you found in their back catalog that you think is worth noting that we could chop down and maybe dig into? Well, I mean, they just released a live album. Um, and I would say that that is a great listen. Um, okay. That'll, that'll kind of kind of span it. And I think it, I think it came out like in late November. So it's, it's brand new um, of live awesome. album. Um, and uh, that's, certainly one i would highlight and i'll throw a few other tracks your way morty to put on the playlist that you're going to put out on the twitter right yeah, okay cool cool yeah. I'll, I'll definitely do that and uh, i'll be posting this in the morning so uh tweets to follow um all right so i guess we're back to old morty here um oh morty old morty this is a band that i think a lot of people know but uh there you you have to be a hipster so uh at least in the united states so here we go gotta start us off Couldn't stop yourself from singing there, could you? I know I couldn't because uh, yeah. there's, there's a story with that particular song. 
Um, I, I have been, that's the jam, the Paul Weller uh, front end group. And I used to sing that song at karaoke. Uh, when I karaoke. <laughs> and I, one thing I've Those noticed the is, days. I, one thing I've noticed is that uh, when I would sing it, no one would have any idea what I was singing. Uh, and <laughs> it, uh, it was cer- certainly something that was niche, particularly for the people who are just there to hear Don't Stop Believing uh, by Journey. But Morty, yeah. I, have to, I, have to, I have to fault you. You said beforehand, you said it was a hipster choice. But I say no, because hipsters, my definition of hipsters, you, correct me if you guys think I'm wrong, is people who only enjoy things ironically. Mm, well, and yeah, there is yeah. nothing to no. just be enjoyed ironically about the jam. The jam are pure goodness like throughout. The yeah. jam, I had a bunch of songs that I, I, I could have chosen. Uh, this is a song from their uh, album Setting Suns from 1980, I believe, or 7980, right around there. And it is a... It is a song about Thatcher era Britain, you know, that whole album about Thatcher era Britain. Uh, They did have a tendency to be political, this band. Post-punk kind of bordered on the edge of punk uh, band. And it's weird, too, because karaoke crowds usually love British politics, especially early (laughs) 80s British politics. You know what's funny about that? Like, Morty, you said that uh, this was a band. (laughs) <laughs> and I, that's true now, but it's people forget the jam had like tons of top 40 singles in right. the UK. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were like one of the most popular bands in England for like five years. People mm-hmm. forget those. And they broke. It's kind of like the Smiths never had really any, any hits. They had like one hit over here, but they were huge. Exactly. Overseas, you know, yeah. yeah. And the jam broke up at their commercial peak. Uh, they, As they, all great bands do. Um, so yeah. they, uh, Paul Weller just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And then he went on to do other bands. Um, but this was, mm-hmm. it, it's an interesting band because they kind of formed out of the punk boom. They they formed in 77, which is actually in Britain, the tail end of, po- of punk. It really is. Well, it's like, it's when the punk albums all came out that year. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But 76 yeah. is really when, uh, like sex pistols, you know, that's when it was all when it was all being made, that was the cultural right. uh, epicenter of punk. But all the albums that these guys were making didn't come out till the next year. You know, right. like like Clash's first album is 77. Never mind the ball. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, never mind the, well, I think that might've come out in 76, but I think like Wire's like, first album came out in 77. Yeah, just stuff like that. And the Clash came out in 77, right? The, the, the Clash album? Yeah, the first yeah. Clash album, yeah. 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 Um, and, and, but this is, but they really weren't because they evolved into something else. And by the, by the time they got to their last album, they were doing like R and B stuff. Uh, yeah, they were. That's like right. a, the song "Beat Surrender" was a. I used to do it karaoke too, and it's just like, "Come on, boy, come on, girl, succumb to the beat surrender." That, and it's nothing akin to the song you just heard. Um, but that is that is what they did. But they were a very uh, interesting band, and I. And I think I'm the only one who chose a band that's defunct. Um, I, I, on oh, that aren't still around. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I, I it's just that that is my they were they were I kind of got into them uh, in the late '90s, and it became a band that I just like liked every song. Uh, there's a song of theirs called "Down the Tube Station at Midnight," been covered by. Out covered by a lot of people. There's a song called Going Underground, which is probably their most famous song. Um, it's, uh, 
you know, it, I could have chosen that one because it's on Setting Sun. But uh, I would highly, highly, highly suggest checking out their catalog because it's, uh, uh, it's short, but it's, uh, subs you know, substantive. Uh, Joe mm -hmm. uh, here was listening to Sound Effects. That's my favorite. That's like maybe one of my favorite albums, easily. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love that album. It's, yeah. it's really yeah. good. I mean, it's a great choice, Marty. And I was sitting here thinking, I, I like the jam, but I never think of listening to them. Yeah. You know, it's it's like one of those bands that just slips through the cracks in my mind. Like I just never think about them and uh -huh. I think they've they've kind of slipped through the cracks of musical memory in general. So I'm really glad you you brought this to our attention and reminded everyone about what a great band they were. So then the question is like why does that happen to some bands? You know, of of all yeah. the sort of post-punk bands that came out of that era, why do we still listen to the Six Pistols but have to be reminded about the jam? You know? That's that's a good question because I think the the more musically talented elements like the clash and the jam um depended how and I, this has just been my theory it depended on how british you were because there was a clownish britishness to the sex pistol but there was a overt and like you heard paul weller singing here almost unintelligibly british <laughs> and i think that is probably why uh, they didn't get popular in the United States. I don't. I don't I think they only toured the states once. Yeah, but the Sex Pistols only toured the states once, and it was disastrous this, and short. And yet yeah. they were huge over here. They were so influential. It's interesting well, were, to think about. They were kind of the. Uh, They're kind of the poster child for what punk was, in the sense of of um, what it meant culturally. But they were shit musicians. And I, I find Nevermind the Bullocks to be, like, unlistenable, personally. And I love punk. Um, like, I, I'll take The Clash. I'll take, I'll take all kinds of weird, forgotten punk bands over the Sex Pistols any day. Like, uh, guys, I don't know if you guys have ever heard X-Ray Specs or, like, okay. um, yeah, yep. or, or like, uh, uh, Mick DeVille. People like that. I'll take them any day because they were, like, at least they were musicians. Where it's, like, it almost seemed like the Sex Pistols were, like, an act. You know, it was, like... Here are these guys, Malcolm McLaren, put them out in the world. And they're like, look at these guys. They're, they're such assholes and they're rebels, you know, but it's like none of them can play their goddamn instruments or do much of anything, you know, musically. Well, and it, yet. yeah. And yet, yeah. And that's an interesting, it is interesting culturally, the impact that band has had for having so little musical ability or, <laughs> or anything remotely resembling a, like a memorable song, you know, it's well, like, yeah. I, I remember Johnny Ramone once was asked about, you know, how do you feel inspiring the punk movement with the Ramones? And he goes, Hey, you can't blame the Sex Pistols on us. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You know, look at, uh, look at, um, you know the cl the clash and 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 uh, the jam quickly both evolved out of punk. They oh had, yeah, they had both had. I mean, if you heard in a, in the city, the clashes. Uh, That's uh, a punk song. That that is a very punk song. Mm -hmm. But their next album had nothing to do with punk. It was edgy, but it wasn't punk. In fact, yeah. they were more influenced by uh, the Who. Yeah, they um, were mod mods. Yeah, yeah. They were oh mods. for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a jaunty almost jolliness to a lot of the jam that mm -hmm. maybe didn't age well maybe <laughs> you had to be in the moment to get that joke i don't know mm -hmm. i'm trying to figure out what the deal is it's, it's an interesting thing to contemplate though and, well, i'll have to dive deeper matt magnus yeah. you know just kind of get in there and, yeah, well, and go you, you know I, the, yeah. the, the entire catalogs on on 
Apple Music, or mm-hmm. I'm sure it's on Spotify too. If you go there, because what they do, four albums, is that right? Yeah, four, four or five, 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 five I think from yeah. seventy-seven to what eighty-two, eighty-two, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they did the last tour, and then broke up, and it, they just got this neat, compact little catalog that's there for posterity. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, they're, part, they're one of those bands, yeah. It's Paul Weller, not to be confused with Peter Weller. The yes. band was not fronted by RoboCop. I want to no, make sure everyone here knows and understands that. Although any band fronted by RoboCop would automatically be the coolest band ever. It, of course, it would definitely. very punk. And their first, <laughs> so, their first single would be, um, what is, what, what is the uh, Drop It Punk? I think would be the, uh, would probably be the first single. Drop It, Drop it Punk or, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, dead or alive, you're coming with me. That would be that would be the, the <laughs> first the first single. Yeah, I've notified yeah. a rape crisis in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great album. <laughs> uh, no, great choice, Morty. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. definitely going to reacquaint myself with him. Is there one album, Morty? Uh, another one of them that you would suggest would be a good place for people to start up? Um, I would actually suggest the one that Joe's been listening to, Sound Effects. That's yeah. that's a little more access, accessible than uh, uh, Setting Sounds. So, it's very diverse. It's yeah. got a lot of different sounds. Yeah, yeah. I would agree yeah. with that too. And if you're looking for singles, there's a singles collection. Uh, they released a ton of singles. Everyone in England released its singles for whatever reason. They would, it's just you will find that with the Smiths. That even uh, goes but, back to the mid '60s. I mean, the British yeah. were always doing that. You know, the Beatles. Yeah put out songs that were only singles, the Stones put out songs, you know, that were, actually they just generally tend to put out U.S. versions versus America, uh, versus British versions. They like to confuse people. Yeah, you mean, you could, you could do a louder than bombs cut type of, of collection with the, this, the in the city collection of singles. And yeah. then you may want to start there because they released a shitload of singles. They're just, they're, so many that you can, you know, it's almost a double album. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, enough about the jam. All right. Now, good choice, Mark. So, thank you. Sir. Yeah, good um, choice. Now it's uh, back to, to Mr. Joe Habenstreit's selection. I will share this with you presently. the decemberist the rake song the decemberist the rake song is the first song i heard by the decemberist and i was searching for songs about murder i don't remember why oh my god um <laughs> it, it wasn't like for inspiration to commit an actual murder uh, i'm pretty sure it was for like a story i wanted to write or or something i was reading and i thought yeah. you know that kind of music would be good because you barely got into it basically that song is about a guy and it's all part the hazards of love is a whole 
song cycle. Every song sinks right into the next one. Uh, about it's like a British, it's like a fairy tale basically that they adapted into a rock opera basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a guy who gets married and it, he likes marriage well enough, and still until the girl starts um, having children, and he decides he doesn't like this the married life, so he start he kills all of the children. Oh, actually, the child, one child takes the mother with, with her, with him in childbirth, but he doesn't want to get stuck with these kids, so he starts killing the kids. So that was the first uh, December song I ever heard, and I'm like, and these this, guys are great. Children's album, right? Yeah, it was. It's called, and there's like Puff the Magic Dragon on there, <laughs> all kinds of good stuff, man. You it's should, like, yeah. <laughs> you should see, you should see Pat right now. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, it's, it's too bad, too bad yeah. that we don't, I don't put out the video here. Because Pat's reaction to that was absolutely positive. <laughs> I mean, I have never heard an introduction to a band like that before. That was amazing, Joe. Uh, the the turn into the infanticide really. Uh, yeah. Oh, and there's a great really song because that's all that's all part of the same story. So they're um, like he does. He talks in that song in depth about how he gets rid of his children and he's free again, you know, and blah blah blah. And he plays a bigger part in the overall story of the of the of the album. But then later, there's a song where all of his children, like, kill him. Like, they get revenge on him, like, from the grave. And that's a great, that's an amazing song. It's good or not better than that song, you know, that just played. But just, these guys are just amazing. They're one of the most literate bands I've ever heard in my entire life because they draw from so many different um, different uh, sources, most of them literary. Um and just, yeah, just great folk rock. I know, Pat, you told me earlier you've been listening to King is Dead and enjoying it. And that's a great example of, uh, actually, it's a, that's a great album to start with as far as listening to these guys. They're from Portland, Oregon. Because that album is just very loose, just really great kind of folk rock songwriting, just in and of itself. But yeah, like I said, they have an album like Hazards of Love, which is literally just like a, a fable or a fairy tale told as like a rock opera or folk rock opera, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of all over the place, uh, but they're always just great songwriters. Musically, I when I listen to a Decemberist album, I'm like, well, on one album, I can be reminded of Nick Drake, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, Mid yeah. Korea, R.E.M., yeah. uh, uh, Tom Petty. You know, it's like you have yeah. so much variety in the music, and one album is fantastic. Yeah, in fact, my father-in-law the other day, I was playing one of the songs from The King Is Dead. And he's like, "Is this to REM?" Yeah, and I'm like, "There's a little jangle. That's yeah. a yeah. little like loose, jangly type of thing." Yeah, there. you were like, "Nice try, cool guy." Yeah, well, he he yeah, he's like, you know, he thought it was had the same melody as the one I love, which I think he's starting to go deaf a little bit, you know, because I didn't hear that. Um, you know, he's older. You know, <laughs> oh, my old man. You know, he can't hear anymore. Um, <laughs> No, it's it's, it's interesting because I, I never really paid attention to them. I, I've heard of the, I heard of them. Uh-huh. Um, I saw them, and my my memory of December is they, is they did they. Uh, I happened to be up early one morning, uh, and back then it early for me was like you know nine ten in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they were on uh, like a what a morning chat show. Oh, really? Uh, and performing a song that I, I didn't remember, but that was my memory of them. And that's I never knew them. Yeah, and that and that's mm-hmm. a, that's I never really paid attention to them, to be honest with you. And uh, once again, pre-podcast, uh, you, you know, 
you suggested yeah. that. And I, uh, I'm, I'm going to check out more of them because it's interesting, you know, n- n- notwithstanding the, uh, the, the, the morbidity and murder that you were just talking about. But yeah, if you love songs about murder, the rake song is like right at the top. Um, yeah, they also were on the uh, Parks and Recreation towards the end of Park Recreation. I don't know if you guys are fans of that show at all if you've watched it at all but there's a there's a thing they do in parks recreation towards the end of the series called the unity concert and mm-hmm. the decemberists are on that like one of their oh one of uh one of their great songs i can't remember the title of it but it's from the crane wife which is another album of theirs it's based on like some i think it's like a japanese folktale that's like what the album is based on mm. you know so it's just like okay yeah I'll, i could see writing an album about that just as much as anything else i guess we've we've had plenty of songs about Girl, I love you, and boy, I love you. Might as well write a song, a whole song cycle about you know a Japanese folktale. Why not? Yeah, yeah. why not? Indeed, I yeah. like uh, Patrick. I've been listening to The King Is Dead too, and, and really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, January hymn is just gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it is. There's some really beautiful songs on there. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, I, I did remember taking note of January hymn. Uh, that yeah. stood out to me. Um, it, it's interesting to just kind of hear a band like this. Uh, within the modern context, con- you know, context of what, what we're what we're hearing right now in music, and how mm-hmm. they just do not fit. I know, yeah, they just yeah. do not fit. Uh, looks like uh, just like um, uh, Warren, the Warren drugs. They do, they don't really fit what's going on right now, but they sit nicely. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah, they don't have to be exactly what like the, everyone's listening to the weekend right now or something like that. You know, it doesn't have to be that sort of thing. Oh, they're pretty good too. If I'm thinking of the same band or the you guy, know. right? Yeah. Is it the week? Is it the, the weekend's that guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my I think my wife introduced me to one of his songs. He had a pretty cool song. Well, yeah. he's doing uh, doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Joe, you have to tune in. Is uh, he yeah. actually? Um, does he actually sing, or does he? Is he going to lip sync like every other bullshit Super Bowl <laughs> halftime act? I think all Super Bowl acts are lip sync for you two didn't. Reasons. You two didn't really. They didn't. No. Nope. They're like, nope. no, we're a band. We do this for a living. <laughs> we actually know how to play our instruments. Uh, and of course, and, yeah. And, and Edge and Bono said, how dare you? As long as we have our 40 taped loops underneath the stage, as long as Edge can hit a pedal, we're good, man. It uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it, um, it was like the uh, guys remember when the Who did the halftime show? Uh, Roger Wait, in like 1974? No, it was like uh, 2006 or seven. And yeah. well, last yeah. time Morty saw, the last time Morty saw a show, that was the show. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, the last Super Bowl I watched was the one with Janet Jackson's uh, wardrobe malfunction, and I didn't even get to see that because I was watching at a friend's house, and we let his kids play video games during the halftime show. Mm-hmm. So the only good part about Super Bowl at all, and I missed it. That's not good friend Mike. No, it was not at all. It's not. But Joe, going back, I was just checking out a little more on The King is Dead there. And mm. uh, Peter Buck from R.E.M. Oh! Uh, plays on many of the songs. Thank you. I forgot ah, about that. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. How he is plays so on... oh. Yeah. So your, de- your, your deaf father has a good ear. <laughs> father, father-in-law. Oh, father, my, oh it was my, Wayne. Okay. Uh, my, my father's deaf, even more deaf, actually, come to think of it. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's so yeah. funny. I, I literally thought I, I heard R.E.M. in there a number of times. And that's, you literally I, did. That's you literally so did, yeah. You're like a sommelier of, uh, <laughs> of, of alt Of guitar. Rock. Of also, rock. A, yeah, also a scholar. 
Also a smeller, yes. Also a smeller. God. A sniffer, a, I think. A sniffer. Yeah, it's a sniffer. That's a right. Sniffer. <laughs> oh You're like a truffle hound or pig <laughs> searching for musical nuggets. Oh, my Ruffle God. <laughs> well, good choice, Joe, as we Thank have. You. Thank Come you. completely unglued here. See, yeah. I, would, I would say great choices all around so far. Yeah, yeah. See now you're I gonna, now, you're gonna mess it up, aren't you, Magnus? Um, I don't think so. No, I think it's a. I think it's a different. I think it's a different type of selection for sure. Oh, it definitely, definitely is. is. Yeah. Um, by the way, I can't get Magnus the uh, the uh, the truffle pig out of my head now. I'm, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a song in there. I <laughs> It's a theme song to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it sounds like a jam song title. It does, Magnus. Magnus Magnus, the Truffle Pig. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So, we're going to uh, shuffle on to the the Truffle Pig selection. And uh, this one's interesting. I, 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 I can get behind this one. I can get behind this one. Birthday Massacre, a song called Kill the Lights. Um, Magnus, what made you uh, select the Birthday Massacre? Well, I just, I love this band, and I hate that more people don't know about them. But let me tell you a little bit about this band. Formed in 1999 in uh, Ontario, Canada. Um, ton of great albums. They're super prolific. Every two or three years, they put out another full-length album, original material. Uh, self-produced. I think the last couple have been on, you know, Kickstarter type operations, um, completely independent. Uh, they're most of their art students and like a lot of musicians who studied art, uh, they have a great sense of branding and tying visuals to their music. They're, uh, they studied color theory in art school. And so they determined that the color of their music is violet and various shades of purple. So all their albums have that color scheme. And Typo Negative actually did a similar thing where all of them are green, various shades of green. Mm-hmm. And, and they have this bizarre bunny mascot, but not like a cute bunny, like a undead bunny silhouette. Donnie, the bunny's Darko, always, kind of bunny? Yeah, it's that mm. very much that kind of vibe. Like a Silent Hill bunny, yeah. Ooh, and, yeah. And, and, the, and the album artwork is all gray, and it's all sort of fantastical images draped in these beautiful purples and violets of nightmarish sort of uh, scenarios. Uh, 
and, and I, I love bands that think about the visuals and how it connects to music and, uh, you know, Jimmy Page and Billy Corgan and a lot of the artists that I love have that similar attitude. I love that about them. And the lyrical content is um, dark, gothic, but also fun. They got a great pop sensibility. There's a great pop hooks in their, in their uh, um, songs. I would describe them as uh, gothic, dark wave there's a lot of industrial mm. stuff in there but mm. then a lot of pop hooks they cover tiffany they cover madonna <laughs> and they're nice. and they're and they're great covers so i i love their vibe i you know every time i meet someone who's an old school goth and they're like oh they don't make good goth music anymore there's no good goth bands i go have you heard of birthday massacre and the, the answer is always no and i'm like well they're, they're a contemporary goth band um, and they just seem to be completely disconnected from the scene. You know, it's like, I'm the only one I know who ever knows about them. <laughs> you know? um, and I discovered them accidentally. I think it was a, like an iTunes recommendation or something. But um, every album is solid. That song you just played, Morty, Kill the Lights, it's about mm -hmm. the end of a relationship. But mm. it's, still, it's a zombie relationship. You're going through the motions, but you both know it's dead. Yeah. So there's we killed the lights and put on a show um, Interesting. all over, but you'd never know, you know, that type of thing. Um, so some real heartbreaking stuff in there. Uh, the singer, her name is uh, Sarah something. She's got a beautiful voice. Silverman? How dare you? <laughs> it's the only Sarah. Quite a range. Quite a range. And, uh, and uh, she can do the deep death rock growls and all the way up mm. to the really lilting high beautiful female voice stuff that I know you like as well. So birthday massacre, check them out. They're still around. They, they tour, they put out albums and they put out one last year. That's great. Called diamond. Hmm. You know, I, I, I knew, and I would like this when you recommended it just cause you are, our tastes kind of align. And I immediately just particularly the song kill the lights. I was like, this is this is I, I just speaks to me in that way, and I and I normally if you were talking to Jeff circa nineteen ninety five, um, as 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 you all did, I wouldn't have cared for the the female rock vocalist thing, mm -hmm. and uh, I have turned on that completely around. You were a major misogynist back then. <laughs> you were like slapping your girlfriends known, around and shit. Yes, Damn. known. Known misogynist and, mm -hmm. and and apparently heterosexual Jeff, um, and <laughs> pussy hound. It, it was a different time. There is, but anyway, that it, I I just I really enjoyed it, I, and and you were right, uh, Magnus. The vibe was really mm -hmm. cool. Uh, just in that, particularly that whole album, it just it's really cool. Just overall atmosphere and vibe that I really dug, and. Um, not a lot of bands uh, really cultivate a vibe, you know. A lot yeah, of I know what you mean, Marty. It's like when you step into one of their albums, it's like they've created a world, right? You mm -hmm. know, and I, and I love that bands and artists that can do that, and it's it's pretty rare. But when you step into their freaky purple, heartbreak kind of phantasmagorical world, it's uh, it's lovely. And then you, st you know, the album ends, and you're like, "Oh wait, I'm back to reality." I love that sense. I love an artist that can just take you to a new place, a different place. 
Phantasmagorical, by the way, is the word of the podcast. Thank you. You, you yes. win word of the podcast. Also Very well done. Of a great band album. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, nice. Very nice. They're gothiest. Um, oh, it makes sense. I like the two. I listened to Pins and Needles first after you suggested this group. And I love the fact that I hear this heavy thing, you know, anything heavy and dark. Um, I've kind of been conditioned, maybe just in recent years, to immediately expect growling immediately. Mm. So it was so nice to hear uh, uh, Angelic, beautiful voice. Usually I hear like this amazing dynamic guitar work. I'm always expecting like, I'm like, oh, you ruined it for me. Thanks, fuckhead. I, like, I was really liking this song until, you know, you decided to, you know. But that was, yeah, that was such a great, that was what I most appreciated about um, about this group. Yeah. Pins and Needles is a great album. I would say if you want to start somewhere, I would say Pins and Needles, the album. Okay. And uh, the title track is a great one. And also yeah. Walking with Strangers is a great album too, which is what Kill the Lights is on. And, you know, they always have, that's interesting. You mentioned that, Joe, about the mix of the dark and the light. That's, mm -hmm. th their album covers are a lot like that too. You'll you'll have a little oh, girl great. holding a hand. Yeah, walk, I, lo I love that Mark. Of like a semi-demonic, bunny and you're like whoa what's going on here it's like <laughs> weak but freaky at the same time no it is yeah the artwork i would definitely agree with is very like hmm this is well it's halloween this is halloween it is like something like that you know you almost think of like a like a, a tim burton kind of quality you know Def that sort of thing yeah semi-demonic semi bunny would also be a good album title Ooh, yeah, yeah demonic i hope you're bunny. writing all these down morty <laughs> yeah because yeah. you're making a list checking it twice um, <laughs> always uh you have any thoughts on uh on uh birthday massacre there uh, patrick yeah Pat, what you well, think? my chief well my chief thoughts are first of all yes um when i first heard uh this it was at magnus's suggestion i've never heard of this band before and the first thing i thought to myself is if i had heard this in any other way i would have immediately had to tell magnus hey you have to listen to this because <laughs> it's like Right in his, right in the wheelhouse, right. Uh, right man, man. Yeah. And in a more broad sense, it's interesting that that's been the case with all the choices that we talked about tonight. Like uh, Morty, uh, the jam is like the Mortiest possible choice. You know, <laughs> when I think about the music that you listen to and uh, and that you like, you know, get passionate about. And Joe, when I was listening to to the Decemberists, and, and you talk about how. They're so, um, you know, inspired by uh, literature and, mm. and, and, you know, sophisticated. That is like right in the, the wheelhouse of, uh, of you. And yeah, so it's almost like true. if we were to do, a sh to do a show that was like, name a band that kind of conveys your musical tastes um, that maybe everybody doesn't know about it. We could just rerun this show. Because it, it yeah, like the, the same, same thing. question. Yeah, you know. Right. Good point. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, but anyway, uh, Magnus, a great choice there. A very Magnus choice on mm -hmm. so many levels, and uh, and I'm it's I'm glad that there's like avenues now that you come across these sorts of bands organically, essentially through an iTunes algorithm or you know Pandora or something like that um, to to uh, to have some you know band from Ontario, Canada across your radar and have it be uh, something that you really, uh, really fall in love with. For sure. Yeah, it is crazy. No, I, I love I, that. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I definitely, it's more than a, a revisit. It's kind of like one of those things where I, I, I can do many different 
I mean, sometimes there's things where you listen to it and it's like, it has to be background music or you're doing something else like you're typing or something like that, or you're working. And then there's other music that you really have to absorb. I think I would just listen to that uh, birthday massacre and any of what I've heard so far and just, just sit there and let's just absorb it. I think that's um, kind of the way I, 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 I would experience the music. It kind of reminded me a little bit, particularly uh, kill the lights kind of reminded me of a gothier version of Nightwish. Basically. I get that. I can see uh, that. Not finish, obviously, but uh, you know, it's just, it's just a, it, they kind of had that uh, almost a, almost orchestral uh, aspect to it that I, that I, I really respond to with Nightwish. And if any, anyone's ever heard Nightwish before, uh, you probably uh, will probably be. I'm not familiar. At it. Uh, good man. I mean, Morty Mor- has veered into extreme music nerding right now. Just, I think we should actually have to warn about that. <laughs> to, to give disclaimer. We, if we anyone, just... if anyone out there can break down and was riveted by prior knowledge by what Morty was just talking about, it, I want to hear from them. Uh, no, that, that, reminds, that reminds me of an, another karaoke story. Remember, Morty, when you used to do uh, Trick of the Tail by, by Genesis, Genesis yes. at karaoke, and you could just see everyone in the bar leave? I think they started to pay him to not do it. <laughs> because if you know, guys don't know what Trick of the Tail is, it's the first Phil Collins Genesis album. It's the first one he sang lead on. Yeah. So basically it was this prog, it's a total prog rock album. Nobody, no, there's no hits. Like every, <laughs> every song, every song is about like, like a fairy with a boner or something. There's, no, there's nothing, like nothing you can relate to in any that's, way, shape or form. That's a yeah. great song title. Fairy with a boner. That's right. Write it down. Man, we got gold tonight. Um, but we did. What I need to do is do a cut of just Pat saying, "Nerding." <laughs> we just got, just to have a disclaimer before any of us go into a nerd thing. Yeah, that should be like a little button you can push. Yeah, I'll send you over some takes of that. Just spend your day tomorrow just recording nerding in various, you know. Like pitches, right? Uh, so, uh, do, do, do you guys want to mention any of the contenders that you had uh, that weren't part of this uh, list tonight? For me, it was the Boomtown Rats. I, I, I could say the Boomtown Rats was actually the first thing that came to mind because hmm. I've been loving them lately. I've just been listening to a lot, especially their first album and the Fine Art of Surfacing. And some people might know who the Boomtown Rats are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, Bob Geldof. They, actually, probably more people know who Bob Geldof is than know who the Boomtown Rats are. But he's from that band. Because of Live Aid and uh, playing Pink in the the Wall movie, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's another band I just fucking love, and, and and aren't really you know you don't hear about them. Magnus, do you have any uh, contenders? Yeah, I, I thought about doing the Dead Skeletons. They're a, a band out of Iceland that I discovered when I was in Reykjavik accidentally, and um, that's a really interesting story. It's a it's a guy he started the band. He's a painter. He was HIV positive and thought he was going to die and. Um, had this weird mystical journey where he confronted his own mortality and came out happier. And, and so he named his band Dead Skeletons and all his art is skeletons and death motifs. Um, and, you know, the, some really cool musicians that played with him. There's some really good live stuff on YouTube if you want to see the Dead Skeletons. But there's just not a lot of material from them. You know, one or two albums plus an EP. But, it, you know, so I thought Birthday Massacre was a better choice because if someone digs it, there's a lot to dig into there. Right. right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about you, Pat? This was, uh, I mean, the choice I went with was one that I thought was the most obscure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's 
tons of bands that I want to talk about all the time that I don't think enough people listen to, um, you know, in a, in an artist. And so like, uh, William Prince, uh, is a, an artist I think is like fascinating and, and we're thinking into, um, uh, Lily Hyatt put out like a great album, uh, last year. And, uh, it's like a rock and roll chick that I think is, um, fantastic. Um, and so for me, I think when I was trying to think of like bands that everyone needed to hear, like it was a no brainer. And so I, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking of any runners, runners up mm-hmm. as it were. I, I had uh, two close contenders, but the one that I really almost went with was the Dresden Dolls. I, yeah, I, I remember you mentioned I this. I love the Dresden Dolls. I oh them, and I, the, the Yes, Virginia is uh, one of my, oh my favorite albums. And, uh, July was one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, yeah. Such a great song. And I, I, I wore that CD out when I got it in 2000. Uh, six or seven, I think, is when it, when I got that. Maybe even earlier, maybe 2005. Um, mm. And uh, it's just piano and drums. Yep. And, oh yeah, and, I remember that. And uh, and a vote and a vocalist, and that's it. And it, uh, I saw them open for someone that I saw, uh, and it was it was a really like 25 minute set. I really enjoyed it, and my friend Scott Little. He just was like, you got to get this, this album. So I did. And it, it just, it, it stuck with me. So I was very close, but they, they're once again, another one where they didn't have, like uh, Magnus was saying, uh, the, the Dresden Dolls don't have a huge catalog. Mm. So I don't know if it would have necessarily fit the, the, the ovure of what we were doing. Um, so runner up for uh. word of the podcast. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, great! Uh, any final thoughts from you guys about uh, our our musical journey? Is there, uh, like I said, we're going to uh, I'm going to put a playlist of uh, songs on uh, Twitter tomorrow, and these gentlemen will give me a maybe two or three more additional songs to play from these guys. If you don't, oh yeah, for sure, do that. And no, I would just say great choices all. I've really enjoyed uh, all of them. Yeah, uh, and that's I, I, right. They're definitely they definitely represent us. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little ahead of the game with Pat because I've been listening to War on Drugs for a while, but that's all thanks to him. So, oh yeah, you know, this is just what I do for my friends. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, there's certain are. things you do, yeah. And what, and what, not to not to steal the last word here, but I mean, it is absolutely 100% accurate that upon reflection, now that you had pointed it out, Pat, is that these really do represent us as people. Uh, just yeah. just what we listen to, and this is the, something that we would enjoy. And uh, it's amazing how that kind of music represents yourself. And you just begin to slice. Or are you running out of battery power? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You just learned to love. Okay. (laughs) That's right. Good. Uh, All right. So. Well, uh, nice work, gentlemen. I'm glad to have some new tunes to add to the lineup. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we'll be seeing you guys very soon. Goodbye.